0: Good, day everyone. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Welcome to another episode of ANZ uh, Podcast, Salesforce Podcast. Uh, today, I have with me a very special guest, Mark Tottle. Uh, Mark is a pretty uh, special guy. He's a, I would say him a superstar in Salesforce space. Because if you look at the Mark profile, over 420 badge, uh, he's also honored to be a Tableau CRM ambassador. Fantastic. And you also work for Salesforce as a partner solution engineer. Welcome to my show, Mark. Hey, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, So obviously, we're going to talk about your book. Um, So you've launched a book, which is pretty amazing book. That's creating actionable insight using Tableau CRM. Uh, but before I dive into that, I just wanted to ask you a very simple question. How did you start yourself for Journey? How did it all begin in the first place? <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always
1: interesting telling this story. So, um, so if I go back, I studied mechanical engineering at university. Yeah. And I worked for Procter & Gamble as a project engineer. Uh, I then left that career, I moved to the United States for seven years and actually studied to be a church minister or a pastor. Nice. And yeah, I did that for, well, including the study time, it was about 20 years of my life right. um, and unfortunately had some, some uh, health issues around mental health and um, depression. I had a, a, a pretty awful breakdown. About, that would be about seven years ago now. Um, Took four months off of work to recover and was unable to go back to um, being a a minister or a pastor. So was actually unemployed in a pretty bad space of my life. Uh, I'm married. I have one son and um, couldn't find work. So this this was early 2016. Uh, right. Financially, it was very bad. Um, and what happened was a friend of mine with a, uh, a financial planning business wanted to implement Salesforce. And, you know, it's quite expensive to get a consulting firm to do that for you when you're only a, a small business. Yep. And he asked me, he said, Hey, we're looking at implementing Salesforce. It's a CRM. Would you be interested? And I said, yes, I would be. And I got off the phone and I Googled CRM and Salesforce because I had absolutely no idea what they were. Right. No IT background or training. I had done a little bit of work with Microsoft Access many years before. So it was pretty crazy, right? I mean, you know, he hired me to build out Financial Services Cloud, Um, I had no, I I literally had never touched Salesforce. So I was learning and building and learning and building, obviously conducting the workshops. We built out Salesforce. We then built Pardot marketing automation, process automation. uh, And then I got involved with uh, Tableau CRM, which was then known as Einstein Analytics. And that was about, uh, that was would have been about five years ago. And fell in love with Einstein Analytics, Einstein Discovery, Machine Learning, which was brand new. And um, what we then did was um, I left that business as an employee. We started a new business, which was a Salesforce partnership. And I was there four years um, in charge of business development, pre-sales and sales. And then as of January this year, I moved, a big move. Um, to uh, Salesforce and Tableau, and I'm now a solutioner at Tableau. So it's a pretty crazy journey.
0: Yeah, indeed it is, right? Uh, thank you very much for sharing that. And you know, sorry to hear about your pre-Salesforce journey. I know it's you know sometimes, yeah, life throws a curveball at you, right? I mean, but I'm, I'm I'm glad. I mean, you did quite well. I mean, your journey to Salesforce is pretty inspiring, to be honest. I mean, I'm really inspired with your journey. And that's fantastic. Um, now, coming to- <laughs> Hi, welcome. Um, now, coming to your book, right? I mean, obviously, you published a book, which is a pretty amazing book. Uh, and so I do know that, right? Writing a book is a very difficult task because I'm writing one book, but not related <laughs> to Salesforce, but um, it's a sci-fi book. But what's your inspiration oh. in writing uh, this book? Obviously, I know you have a full-time job and family, so... Mm what inspired you to
1: write this book? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, look, very busy with a family and always constantly learning, you know, related to my work, and then very busy at work. Um, I would say that writing this book was probably one of the most challenging projects I've ever been involved in uh, from a number of perspectives. And, you yeah, know, as I look back as to the why, um I think that when you look at the Salesforce ecosystem, when you look at Tableau CRM and Einstein, it's an amazing tool. It can be transformational if it's it's implemented and developed well. Unfortunately, there's a great shortage of people that are competent and then expert in Tableau CRM and Einstein. And I was approached by the publisher to consider – Writing the book, right, and I felt like it would be a great way to give back to the community and also be a way to just really address the the shortage that we have at the moment of, of qualified people in this particular
0: area right right that's that's good to know um, so obviously you know when you when you start writing, you have your own fun times as well as challenging times too. so would you like to share you know the, which part of the book was the most fun part fun to write? Yeah, sure,
1: yep. sure. So, look, the, the most fun part I would say was uh, there's a chapter in there where I dive into a dashboard design, um, best practice with Tableau CRM. And I actually give a number of anonymized real world examples right. um, with screenshots and sharing the various ways that Tableau CRM can be used. Uh, the various ways that it has impacted businesses and not-for-profit organizations and for me to go back through a whole bunch really of um, old development environments where I'd built these and in some cases build a, a, a fresh one so I could use it for for the demo and to think through you know the use case and um, the impact that the solution made that was just Yeah, that was super fun. That was probably my most uh, enjoyable part of the book, I would say.
0: All right, cool. Thank you very much for that. I think that part really going to help someone who's uh, new to uh, the tableau as well, right? Uh, Because they can relate to the real life experience. And yeah, so that's, that's cool. And what about the challenging part? Do you have you felt any part of the book do you feel was the most challenging to write? Yeah, that's an easy question
1: to answer. <laughs> so right. yeah. I, the reason being that I'm not a dev, I'm not a developer, um, and I, I, I don't particularly enjoy writing code. Um, you know, I learned JSON and SQL. Well, you know, as a, a, a Tableau CRM creator and administrator, but, um, you know, it's not something that, that's my favorite thing to do. It's right. not really my cup of tea. So, for the book, I, I had a chapter around how to know when to code and when not to code, and talking about JSON and SQL. And the reason that was the most challenging was that it's it's actually quite it's actually quite a difficult subject to answer,
0: right?
1: Um, because the platform's continually developing, so that you can actually do more and more with clicks, not code, like. You can do way more. You can build so much more in the platform now without Jason and Sackwell than you used to need, say, when I started five years ago. And, in fact, one of my previous colleagues, when she began using Tableau M seven years ago, I think it was, it was 100% code. So that was quite challenging to dive into the, the detail of, when you do and don't need code. And if you do, what kind of code do you need? And uh, yeah, that was, it was challenging, but honestly it, it was very rewarding when I, when I finished that.
0: Right. Right. Just to give you context to the listeners, right. Uh, Sackle that's a Salesforce analytics query, query language, right? Correct. Uh, so can someone bypass Sackle or is that really important for someone to learn?
1: That's, that's a very good question. Um, Look, honestly, um, like I said, you can do more and more with the platform as it continues to develop. Uh, I could answer this and say, read my book because <laughs> I do have a <laughs> yeah. chapter on it because it's all about the, the use cases. Um, so, um, for example, there's something in Tableau CRM called a binding, yeah, like a, a selection binding or result binding where you want to – Um, use um, a selection query or result query to drive behavior and link information in the dashboard. Well, it used to be not so long ago that the only way to do that was to use JSON. Uh, But now quite a lot of that can be done in the UI. The same is true for Sackboard. You know, there's a lot of things that you, for example, you couldn't add a second data set to, a query on a dashboard without using SQL when now some of that can be done um, in the UI. You used to be able to only used to be able to build a time series prediction using um, SQL. Now you can do that in the UI. So I would suggest that there's a lot that you can build without JSON and SQL, but it's, it's really comes back to two things. It comes back to the business use case. Right. And it comes back to the complexity of the the data that you're trying to bring in. Um, you know, if you're trying to create a really complex metric, which has got various data sets and you're, uni- you're unioning, if that's a, if that's a word, yeah. you're using a union to join them and then you're weighting some aspects of that calculation and you've got various... Data streams in there and combining it together, you you're going to have to bite the bullet and and use SQL. Um, right. I'd probably suggest that if you're if you just want to be an Einstein admin, take data sets that have been built, build some dashboards, administrate the Tableau CRM site. Most of that you can do with that code, but right. if you're going to be a, an Einstein developer or the initial implementer and creator. You eventually you're going to get to the point, like I did, where you have to learn them yeah. to some
0: extent. Right. Okay. That makes sense. That makes total sense, right? Um, you mentioned about the data sets, right? So obviously, you know, in uh, Einstein or Tableau, right? Uh, so we'll have an opportunity to deal with the large data sets. Have you seen any performance issues, uh, especially with the large data sets from your experience?
1: Hmm. Yeah, look, um, probably two areas to consider. Firstly, dashboards. Yep. So if the dashboard is built with best practice, the performance of Tableau CM dashboards is actually very good. Right. Um, However, if you don't follow best practice, so, for example, if you've got a lot of complex data transformations and you're performing all of those in the SAC well on the dashboard as opposed to... Building some of that into your um, your data prep, yep. Then you you're, you're most likely going to face some some um, performance issues. Now, when it comes to the actual data flows and the recipes, yeah, those can just take longer um, depending upon the volume, the complexity, the makeup of the data, the transforms, the data connections. Um, however, yeah, you know, the way to get around that is scheduling. You know, everybody talks about real-time data. In my experience, nine out of ten businesses don't need right. real-time data. For many of them, data that's even an hour old or in some cases a day old is perfectly fine depending what you're doing with it. Right. Um, so, therefore, when it comes to those data flows and recipes running in the background, then, you know, you can schedule those. So that um, you, you can get around some of those performance issues, you know there are some extreme examples, but I know that the team is working constantly um, you know to continue to improve the performance and they've they've come a really long way
0: right, okay, all right, that makes sense okay now uh, you know when it comes to customer right obviously customer you know they're not very tech savvy sometimes, right so when you when you go to customer and talk about data. Does customer truly understand the value of data? I mean, from your experience, like if you go,
1: yeah, there's probably two questions really. I'll break that down into two questions. So, number one, do they see the potential of data? Then I would say, yes. Many businesses, many organizations, many individuals, they realize that. there's a lot of value in data that it can inform decision-making. It can truly transform the way people live and work. And they know that because, you know, in, in their personal lives, they've seen that. Um, But the second question is not, do they see the potential? Do they realize the potential? And I would say in many, many cases, they do not realize the potential. I actually, I actually presented, I think about six months ago to the Australian Computer Society on that subject of, you know, overcoming that hurdle of just not getting value out of data, of not having data insights that are utilized and adopted and impacting and informing smart decision making. And there's, you know, there's so many reasons why people don't realize the value of data. Sometimes it's the inability honestly, to define Mm. what they want to get from the data, like what is the business value that they want to get, and agreeing on that internally and being aligned on that. Uh, Also, a big hurdle is the fact that for most organisations, their data is just incredibly disconnected and siloed. And, uh, you know, getting one truth, a source of truth, in a data set or several, you know, um, for want of a better term, certified data sets that have been tested and approved for company-wide use is extremely challenging. Right. But I think, you know, one of the great challenges today is just a shortage of resources. So, yeah, unfortunately, due to COVID, many uh, businesses and organizations have, have failed or, or at least faltered. But information technology and, and the data space, the exact opposite has happened because COVID-19 has acted as a catalyst for digital transformation. So now the challenge is that, you know, you you want to be able to either develop in-house or hire people that are literate both in business and technology and can join those two worlds together. That is extremely challenging to find people that can do that effectively. They don't just have the technical skills. They have the, the, business acumen, the soft and communication skills to to really grab the hand of business, grab the hand of technology and, and the IT team, join those together, make something amazing happen. Right. So in my opinion, yes. that, that really is one of the great challenges. Technology itself can be a, a challenge. I don't think in this day and age that it has to be. I think often the challenges are more around business, people and process.
0: Right. Okay. That that makes total sense. Now, you do mention a bit of uh, on the challenging aspect, right? I mean, say, for instance, um, if someone wants to get into Einstein and Tableau CRM, right, uh, do they have to know machine learning? Is that a prerequisite or someone say, you know, let's say um, I don't have any idea about machine learning just for the sake of argument. Can I learn mm. Einstein? Can I be efficient at the same time? Or is that a prerequisite? Well,
1: I'm glad that it isn't a prerequisite or else I never would have started using Einstein Discovery. Um, so when you talk about Einstein and Tableau CRM, that the really simple way to distinguish those is Einstein is the AI, right. artificial intelligence, machine learning. Yep. TCRM, Tableau CRM, is the business intelligence or the business insights, data visualization and analytics. And as you look at, Einstein is what we call a supervised machine learning platform. Right. I actually began using it, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess four and a half years ago, maybe, Uh, maybe five, maybe four and a half. Um, I didn't have the foggiest idea about machine learning. I didn't have a background in probability or statistics, but I think I saw the power, the potential that this tool had to automate the data discovery process to create intelligent predictions based on historical patterns. And I began playing around with it. I began learning it. I was already building a lot in Tableau CRM on the BI side. And as I began using the AI tool, uh, it was a lot less mature, a lot less mature then than it is now. So I actually did uh, take some online learn online classes in machine learning and probability statistics so that I could understand what was going on so that I could understand the metrics that are used to um, communicate whether or not a model is trustworthy or accurate to use a term that I don't really like, Um, you know, things like R squared and root mean squared error and area under the curve and logistic regression and linear regression and classification and all those things that I find absolutely fascinating and have studied a lot since. But I think what's changed is if you go to use Einstein discovery now, I think you could get great value of it without knowing, if you get great value out of it without knowing all of that. Right. Um, okay. And that's the, the beauty of the tool. It's not designed to replace data scientists. It's designed to complement them. To, wow. to grab the low-hanging fruit that machine learning can can um, harvest and then yeah. free up your data science experts for the more complex work that only they can do.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, right? So it's like you don't have a prerequisite, but if you wanted to learn machine learning, you're most welcome to, right? So you can bring more value to it if you do understand machine learning, but it's not really required, right? It will take care of it anyways for you behind the scenes. Correct. All oh, right, fantastic! Yeah, and
1: again, the tool has evolved so much now that it's it's way more user friendly. Is, is perhaps a term that I would use. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's good to know. So, let's say I'm a Salesforce customer, right? I never used uh, Tableau before. Um, so, do you do you have anything, any kind of recommendation or suggestion that what should they do to you know prepare for it right because say for instance right i mean i wanted to get into so i am i'm as a customer we decided okay we got a lot of data so we would love to you know adopt uh, einstein and Tableau CRM. anything you think should the customer pay attention to obviously i do understand that they need to hire a resource which is great but apart from mm. that something that comes to your mind or challenges they might face during their journey
1: yeah. You know, I'll try and give a short answer to a question that could probably take the whole call yeah, sure. to answer. Um, I, I think in my opinion, the number one priority is to clearly identify the business use case and the desired outcomes and deliverables. Right. If, if all you're saying is, Hey, we've got all this data um, about our sales and we've been gathering this for years. And, we really need to use this. We need to build some dashboards with this and, um, you know, make use of it and visualize it and get this in the hands of our um, our leaders and our sellers. But exactly what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to give them insight into whether or not they're likely to hit their targets? Do you, you know, do you want intelligent forecasting? Do you want to track um, cumulative progress to target over time? Do you want to be able to dive into your sales data by segment, by territory, by team as a leader and be able to identify um, areas of great performance and weak performance? Do you want to use the data to identify white space uh, for cross-selling and upselling? I mean, there are so many different ways of using data and those are just a handful of sales examples, right? So as a business you know, I think as a leadership team and involving people from every tier in the business, brainstorm and come together, put together like a, a wish list, as it were, and then in a, in a really brutal, um, analytical fashion, take that list and pare it down to the bare essentials of. These are the three, four, five things we really need our data analytics and insights and predictions to deliver, and we might have a wish list and a roadmap for the next five years, but, you know, we're about to invest a quarter of a million dollars in people and systems and consultants and technology and everything. At the end of that 12-month, $250,000 project, these are the outcomes that we need, and this is how we're going to measure them because you can't manage what you don't measure. So you have to map, you have to measure, and you have to manage. And I would say that's more important than almost anything except you did hit on something, which is the resourcing. You you don't want to dive into one of these projects, um, you know, ideally without someone in-house, depending on the size of your business that can lead it, or if not, you know, a, a great technology partner
0: who will partner with you for the long-term for success. Right. Okay. Makes sense. That makes total sense. Right. So, um, so coming to Australian market, right. Have you noticed a growing demand for Einstein in the Australian market? Because in New Zealand, right. It's, it's kind of slowly catching up, right. A couple of years ago when I used to work on the Einstein, right. Platform I did for Australian customer (laughs) because we got none in New Zealand. Uh, space at that time so Mm. is it is it catching up in the Australian market or because obviously there are other tools right power bi and you know other other analytic tools so um so what's the what's your opinion on Einstein uh in terms of the 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 customer demand or you know Australian market demand point of view have you seen any growing trend or is it consistent or Mm. Yeah,
1: that's that, that's that's a good question. So, yes, um, you know, in my previous role in a partner business, definitely saw an increase uh, in demand for Tableau CRM and Einstein, particularly uh, for TCRM the last probably 24 months for Einstein AI, I'd suggest the last 12 months. where people are no longer just playing with it, building a proof of concept, experimenting. They're actually building, testing, deploying to the production where people are using it in their their business as usual, their day-to-day work. Um, I am careful, though, to distinguish between um, Tableau CRM, which is um, Accessible Insights in Salesforce, compared to... Tableau, which is your um, analytics everywhere for everyone from any data, for yeah, one of a yeah. better way of putting it, right. So as far as competing out there against um, various competitors who I won't name, um, you know, I think that Tableau, well, I know that Tableau competes and competes extremely effectively and is a is a market leader. Um, you know, Tableau CRM again is, is, is a niche product. It's positioned. It doesn't have to just draw on Salesforce data, but it is designed and intended to be embedded in Salesforce to give you those contextual actionable insights. Whereas Tableau, for example, competing against competitors, um, it's got the complete analytics experience uh, analytics experience powered by its um, proprietary language called VisQL. Right. it's uh, it's got that deploy anywhere platform flexibility it's an enterprise platform end-to-end from um data prep all the way through visualization consumption etc and it also incorporates the predictive
0: and the ai side of things right 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 that's that's consistent. i kind of answered two wow. questions in one there <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's pretty cool thank you very much for that well, we've pretty much reached the end of our podcast. But, yeah, so that's fantastic. Um, so if someone wants to buy a book, right, so do you recommend going to amazon.com? Is that the place where they can buy? or Yeah, there, there's two
1: places they can buy. They can go to Amazon or right. they can go to the publisher, which is um, P-A-C-K-T. Just Google P-A-C-K-T. Right. Uh, they're a publisher that's based in India. As right. far as... Um, Hard copies, like printed copies of the book, yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, I think it's available in England, the US, and Australia. Right. Um, it's not available in every country as a as a hard copy, and then um, you know, it's available as a, as a Kindle ebook, uh, obviously anywhere. Yeah, it's time. been really, uh, it's been really fun to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. You have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.